The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk and co-host with me, Chris Marwell. Is that Chris? I'm here. And we got Mark Slauson. You that Mark? Of course, I'm here, buddy. Well, we're going to make it happen. I'm back. Uh, like I said, I appreciate Chris and Mark running the show. I'm not around. Uh, all the emails I've been getting are wonderful. But, Chris, let's talk for a minute about Mark. Give me, like, five minutes. Let's talk, Chris, okay? Oh, sounds good to me. I love talking about people. Let's talk about Mark. Mark, got to stop this, Chris, okay? Mark, what does he have stop to stop? Texting me about if he gonna be on the show, Chris. <laughs> I hate that. You know what I'm saying, Chris? And it bothers me. I'm getting it out right now, Chris. My frustration. Stop texting me, Mark, and tell me how you do. I want you on this week, Chris. Talk to me. I, I believe I told him that assume that you're always on unless unless something is said. <laughs> and that ain't gonna never be nothing said. Be on the show, right, Chris? Absolutely. So we ain't got to talk about this no more, right, Chris? Uh, it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's a dead dead subject. Okay. How you doing today, Mark? I'm doing great, James. Fighting the rap. You know, it's funny because, you know, it's when I'm not on the show, and I'm not, I know I'm not going to be on it. This like be like before. She's like, Mark going to be there? I'm like, Mark will be there with you. <laughs> I'm here, man. So, it's all good, baby. It's all good. So let's get it out. You know, let's um, start it off. Uh, let's start off with, um, um, got to start with college. You know, college is, um, I hate the playoff. I hate what's going on with it, but I know you like that, Mark. I know you follow it too, Chris, and all like that. But, you know, um, Clemson. I think Clemson's a great team. You know, um, they're up there. They went in and, you know, nobody look at Clemson. Everybody look at, like, you know, Alabama and Michigan State and all like that. But what do you think the guys think about Clemson? Mark, Cliff? Uh, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I think they're a great squad, of course. I mean, I love Deshaun Watson. I think he... uh, he does a great job leading the team, and um, you know, he's a, obviously a dual threat type of guy. I mean, their their offense against uh, OU you know, was, I thought, a little on the predictable side. You know, they did a lot of kind of quarterback draws, and and um, they, you know, I don't think they really needed to get too creative. You know, I think they really were the the much better team than OU was, and. Um, I know it was kind of it was a pretty close game first half, but 
I think the second half of the game really, um, you know, the kind of the differences between the two teams were, were exposed, and, and it was kind of all cleansed in the second half. Um, but I really like what they're doing. I mean, they've got, uh, you know, obviously with, with Watson on offense and their, you know, their defense really, you know, they shut down OU. Um, they really were not weren't much of a threat at all that second half. And, you know, they got some, you know, a couple of shutdown corners and, and a great defensive line. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like their chances moving on. I know Alabama's going to be a, a completely different beast to deal with uh, than OU was. But uh, as far as, um, you know, the matchup goes, I think they're certainly going to give uh, Alabama a much better game than, than Michigan State did because that, uh, that was pretty ugly, the, the Bama-Michigan State game. So Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, but I, I'm going to go back to what I said last week uh, regarding uh, Clemson's game and Oklahoma was whoever had the better defense because, again, you know, everyone's always talking about Watson with, with Clemson and, and what a great quarterback he is and what great offense, but everyone forgets what a good defense they have, too. You know, so they're going to be just as formidable as Alabama is when it comes to defense. So, it again, it comes down to whoever's defense outperforms the other. Right. And, and also, you know, Wayne Gallman, too, their, their running back, man, he's a – He's kind of a load too. I mean, he, he was a he had a great game against OU. He's had a great season, and you know they really kind of kicked their running game into gear. As having that having that dual threat of of you know Gallman and, and Watson, um, pretty dynamic, really a run game, anyways. And you know, let's let's face it. You know, the last several times that uh, Bama has been knocked off their perch, you know, they've uh, they've run into to quarterbacks, that, you know, the dual threat type quarterback. And uh, right. so, yeah, again, I think they, they could be a handful. Um, you know, again, we, in, in last week, um, you know, Michigan State, I think kind of the game against Bama, they just kind of played into to, to Alabama's hands, you know, just having a, uh, not much of a, a, a dual threat with, the, with their passing game and running game. I mean, they're just kind of a uh, just a straight up power run type team, and you know their their wide receivers can get open, and and uh, so they really were made to be a one dimensional team, and that that just played right into Alabama's hands. I mean, their Alabama's D line is is ridiculous. I mean, they've probably got six guys really that are going to go on to to the NFL. So I mean, if you can't uh, if you can't mix in the pass there. Uh, then you're 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 pretty screwed, and that and that's exactly what happened in that game. So, well, don't you kind of think that um, Michigan State kind of got a pass because when they lost that game in Michigan, off to you know the the um, the, the kick, you know the punt, you know they wouldn't have been in that position. Don't you think though that Michigan State got a pass on that game, guys? Great, I do. I mean, that was. That game was basically lost to Michigan there at the end, and uh, I mean that was that was definitely the craziest play I think this year in college football. Uh, that block punt return, um, and to, to think that if that guy would have been tackled at any point of that return, then that was the game over, and uh, and Michigan still could have won if they would have just tackled that guy. But uh, obviously they didn't, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a miracle finish. I mean. You can you can argue that they had kind of a similar um, situation where they were on the the 
the bad end of, of, of a call when they when they played against Nebraska and they they had that play where the guy came from from out of bounds, a Nebraska player, um, seemingly on his own, and then he caught it and went in for a touchdown, and and uh, they lost it to Nebraska, kind of in a in a difficult uh, type situation. So you can almost argue that uh, that those kind of those two that win and that loss kind of cancel each other out. Um, but James, I, I do think that uh, you know. The, uh, the the playoff teams kind of dodged the bullet in not having Ohio State in the mix because um, I, I think they were playing better than anybody really at the end of the season. Uh, they showed, a, you know, in their game against Notre Dame how good they were. And they just have, I mean, they have like, I think they have nine guys that, uh, nine juniors that declared for the draft already, and they're all going to be pretty high picks. So, I mean, that team was loaded with talent, and you know, I think uh, uh, Bama was was pretty fortunate to uh, be able to play against Michigan State rather than than go up against Ohio State. Um, and we saw what happened last year against Ohio State. But you know, they they uh, Ohio State they lost uh, lost to Michigan State when it counted, and uh, so you you know that uh, they didn't deserve to be in the Final Four. But I think uh, you know they definitely Bama kind of caught a break and not having to, to face them. But, but but sometimes that hurts a team though when they play a a team that that that's a less caliber than them because they you know usually you should have somebody that can challenge you and and, you know, and that helps lift you up rather than playing like a, a fluff team. Yeah, I mean that's that's one way to look at it. I mean I could see uh, Bama you know coming in after they just really demolished uh, Michigan State. They didn't put up much of a fight at all. And uh, you know, kind of thinking that it, it might be that way for the for their game um, against Clemson, but uh, you know, uh, by the same token, you know, they they didn't have to exert a whole lot of energy there in the second half, and you know, they're going to be pretty fresh. And, and I mean, if it was a nail biter against a, a really good team, you know, they could have been, you know, could have taken the, the the wind out of them a little bit. Although. You know, nowadays, I mean, I guess there's a almost a two, you know, I guess a week and what four day kind of lapse between uh, the, the the semifinals and the finals. So, uh, there, I guess there probably wouldn't be an excuse for not for not being fresh because there is a there's a pretty good uh, amount of time to rest up. Well, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break. I mean, as we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the college football, and then um, we'll figure out. Uh, I got a lot of things about college football that, um, man, I just don't understand it now. It's, it's starting to get like pros, you know. It's like up in the air with it, you know. Um, so we'll be right back. This is me, James Loving, um, and Chris, and Mark. We're hosting it together. Be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. 
Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Surfing is taking the world by storm. It's not just the sport itself, but the culture that surrounds it. From music to fashion, art and competition, Surf Talk Show is the place that will showcase it all. Your hosts are JJ and the Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and the entertainment that will keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. on the East Coast on Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk and co-host with me, Chris Marwell. Is that Chris? I'm here. And we got Mark Slauson. You that Mark? Of course, I'm here, buddy. Well, I got to put this all here in the air. You know, I talked to a friend of mine who played UW, um, Reggie Slater, from NFL, um, NBA, right, Chris? Uh, absolutely, NBA. Played in the NBA for, God, Chris, what was it? it I think was, about um, a dozen years. Yeah, yeah. Played, and Theo Ratliff, who played for um, Philadelphia and um, Atlanta and all that. Well, they emailed me, Mark, and they told us that uh, they will be out here for the Nuggets game when they play the Lakers because a young gentleman, Larry Nash Jr., played for University of Wyoming, and they invited us to the game. Me, you, Chris, and your wife. Wow. Oh, nice. So That's pretty nice. Going Were they here? They'll uh, oh. be here. Uh, I think it's March 2nd. They just they told me a date, but... Theo Rattler registered as. Remember Larry Nash Jr.? He played at University of Wyoming. Oh, yeah. Mark. Absolutely. Yep. So wow, we'll be out cool. here to watch him. So we're going to the game, guys. Beautiful. Beautiful. So that's good news. Put that on the schedule. Yeah, All right, we're there. Better, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, we might bring the kids. I'll get extra tickets. Then I will have fun, right? There we go. Now we're talking. Yeah. Bring the kids so they can meet them and, you know, take pictures. So. I just want to let y'all know that, that uh, I just got that from Slater and Theo Rattler. Cool. We won the game and watched Larry Nash Jr. I'm going to get a great career in Wyoming. It looks like it is more second than when they play the Lakers. On another show, but 
Let's get back to college football, you know. Uh, I am so impressed. With, I love Mark and Kristen. New teams coming in and win it, you know, and take over. I'm tired of the same team. Mark, as I talk to you, the Notre Dames and the um, Alabamas and all that, you know, I'm just tired of the same team. It's, it's like with the pro. You know, I saw some glad Carolina. We'll talk about that. But what do you guys think with the, you know, um, I talked to a guy today. Um, he's a coach for college, and he said it's hard trying to get I gotta say this, Chris, the urban or black kids to these colleges that white schools to play because they don't the problem they don't want. But how do you do that, Mark and Chris? Get these kids to come to these schools and the and the community coming out of uh, go Mark, ahead, you, you can go first. You want Mark. me to go first? Go ahead, Chris. I I think I think part of it has to do with uh, you know so showing showing them what you know either that there's some differences or some or some similarities to what they're what they're used to um some sometimes kids want something far different from from what they they have in their life you know so for instance you know if you have a a kid from Houston and they want to go and they want to see the snow you know well fine go to come come to Colorado or 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 go back east somewhere you know um but there's other kids that that they they want to stay in the warm, so they want to stay down south, you know. But there's also it it, 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 it just depends on on the 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 recruiting, the coaching, um, you know. What, if, if the kid's going to be able to play when they first when they first get started, some some want to start right off the bat as a freshman, you know. Others they have to wait a couple of years, you know, at a bigger school. <clears throat> So and and then and then of course if they're going to be able to get drafted, you know if they're going to get seen, you know get their name out there. So sometimes you're you're a, a, a big fish in a little pond or vice versa. So I don't know. It's it, it's it's always been a tough battle, especially you know James up at Wyoming to get you know any high caliber people to to come there, you know because. You know what? What what is in Laramie? What's around Laramie? You know what's there to do? You know, and 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 you know, ha, you know, and that's how a lot of them view it. They don't view that they're going to get a good education and then they're going to be able to be set for life once they're once they're graduated. You know, it's 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 a hard it's a hard thing to to battle. So, Mark, what do you think? Well, I think you make great points, and, and I, I think that there's really just the pool of Division One football players uh, is such that, you know, the, the, the big schools are going to kind of get the, the first run of these guys. And, and, you know, I think these, these kids want to go to schools that uh, have a chance to win a national championship. You know, they want to go to the Alabama, you know, U Texas, those type of schools. Um, and, you know, the, the, the very top-notch guys, they're, they're kind of just – sucked up by those teams right away and then you know you kind of just have um you know as the the players start to maybe get have lesser talent and then you know there's kind of the i wouldn't say the leftovers because that's that's not a fair way of saying it but um you know once those kind of schools fill up and their scholarships are done you know then it's yeah i i just think that it's more of more to do with kind of tradition and the um, 
the the chance to to win and to win big, win a national championship that the really top notch guys are going after. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys happen to catch the the, the thirty for thirty special on Bill McCartney uh, yeah. and his run at the University of Colorado? Did you, did you yeah. guys see that? <clears throat> yes, I did see it. I did. Yes. I seen that on there, but I didn't follow it, Mark. Well, it, it, it was kind of it was very interesting, and it. it it, it speaks to what you're talking about. You know, University of Colorado, uh, at that time, they were kind of a down program. And, you know, they hadn't really had a whole lot of success in many years. And Bill McCartney, their their coach, he was tried to, you know, get some more urban kids uh, to come to Colorado. And uh, it's kind of like Chris explained. I mean, some of these guys had never seen snow. They were, you know, just basically on this campus with, you know, not a whole lot of diversity, really. University of Colorado, I mean, it's um, it's not the most diverse place in the world. Um, and they, they ran into, you know, there was issues, but I mean, they were super successful on the field. And a lot of them did great and just, um, you know, did great in life and everything else. But there was, for, for the players themselves, you know, it was difficult for them to adjust and to, um, you know, be in that situation that they're not used to and um, be with a bunch of, you know, kind of, let's face it, a bunch of kind of spoiled, rich white kids, you know. Um, so they had difficulty adjusting in certain, you know, certain uh, situations. And, um, yeah, so it was kind of a, it was kind of an interesting look at that, that whole era when, when Colorado football was really good in the, you know, in the early 90s. Yeah, you know, Mark, and I know a lot of schools like Wyoming used to do a lot of, uh, of junior college players, you know, because it is hard to get, you know, the, 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 the high caliber kids to come there. But, you know, the ju- junior college kids would, uh, would, would jump at it, you know, because it's, it's a chance for, to get into Division One. Right. But, you know, something, it's funny you said that, Mark, because... I was asked that today, and like everybody always asks me, how you go from Chicago to Wyoming? How was it? But I went to JUCO first, but still going from big city to Wyoming, you know, it was a it was a culture shock, you know. But right. if I didn't go to that all white high school where I grew up, I would never known the difference. I couldn't survive out in Wyoming because I couldn't deal with it, you know, like you know being ignored or you know how they saying different, you know, it's different for different cultures, you know what I'm saying, Mark? And it's mm-hmm. different with black and white. When you go to, like, blacks want to be in, um, like, when they recruit, they want to recruit. I want to go to a place like, on uh, the blacks want to go to Florida where and mining where there's something to do. You won't see really good recruiting in Wyoming because what you got out there, country bars, and you know what I'm saying, guys? So you're not going to get the best athletes out there. Am I right? Do you guys agree with me? You're absolutely correct. You're, you're not going to get the high-caliber uh, players to come to, to Wyoming or South Dakota or, you know, Idaho or something like that. It's, you know, you're, you're just not going to. Right. And, I mean, you know, if you look at, I mean, let's face it, I mean, the Southern schools right now, you know, the SEC teams, I mean, those are kind of the, the hot places to be and, you know, there's a there's a large African American populations in those in those areas for the most part, and I think that uh, you know that's appealing to to kids. I mean, they want to go, uh, you know, and have like you said, have stuff to do and have um, you know people that they can relate to, and um, 
you know, so I think that that is it's a challenge for for a school like Wyoming or Colorado to to bring those guys in, and and you know, I'm sure when they when you step on campus and it's just like, oh gosh, you know, like <laughs> um, like my, you know, like just all white people, and you know, I, I could see how that would be, you know, not the best uh, uh, situation to to walk into if you're uh, you know used to something entirely different. Hey, Mark, Chris, help me out. What was that receiver, the long-time receiver, or the James Lawson played for Green Bay? Was that him? Mm-hmm. Yep. Remember he said, I got to get out of Green Bay because there's nothing down here. The town is not for a black person. Remember that back in the day? You guys remember he made that quote? And I was younger. I didn't understand. I, it, I, don't, I don't remember that one. I remember, because I remember, like, Green Bay, what is in Green Bay but the town? The town mm-hmm. shuts down. So I looked at like, really when LeBron was talking Bay. about and all these guys talk about Cleveland. There's nothing in Cleveland. Look at Johnny Mazzell. He take a plane, go to Vegas to party. And I was hearing the whole story. And it's like, man, it's nothing to do in Cleveland. You know, you got to go somewhere else. These different places for, you know, not even for pro, but for the kids, they got to have something to do. They can't just sit in their dorm room, you know, and just, I mean, well, I mean, that's what we did. I'm telling you. We had to find something to play cards with the guys, you know, and spades, you know. But we don't want to always go to the Cowboy Bar. That wasn't enough. Listen, you know, nothing against Wyoming, but, you know, uh, square dancing wasn't enough, you know. Right, right. So you got to look at what these kids have to deal with when they go there. They're looking at, okay, what the atmosphere around me going to be when I go there? And I'll play, and you know what I'm saying. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, guys. Am I wrong? No, there's more to it. There's there's a lot more involved with it. So I mean, they they drew you there, so there had to have been something, you know, either the program or the coaching or something that that appealed to you. Mark, yeah, I, I think you're right, man. I mean, you you'd be better equipped to speak to, to that situation. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there's certainly uh, something to be said about just having a variety of, of different types of people and diversity and, um, you know, something that, that makes you, you feel at home. Well, that's what we're going to do. Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, I know Chris got some questions, so we got to throw a question in. Then uh, we'll come back and we'll start talking about the NFL playoff with your Broncos, Mark. <laughs> your fan, Broncos. So they barely won another one. They squeaked it out, and everybody said Peyton Manning the savior. Oswald did not do a bad job. He didn't fumble five times and all that. So this is James Loving, Chris, and Mark. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. 
formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. I also love that sports talking co-host with me, Chris. Is that Chris? I'm with you. And Mark. You there, Mark? I am. Well, I just texted the guys and they said March 2nd is the date. So we got a date, all right, for eight tickets so you can bring the kids, Mark. So put that down in the calendar, right, Chris? There you go. I'll got it. Outstanding. Cool, man. Love and it. I didn't even know Larry Nash Jr. was starting, Chris. I didn't even know that. I didn't know he was starting either. I got to pay better attention. Yeah, yeah. So that's another wild me, um, Claire. But go ahead, Chris. I know you got some questions. Then uh, we'll come well, back with myself. Yeah, Mark. I do. Let's, I, let's I, I had Mark a few more to the highest, Chris. Oh yeah. Well, I had a few other things to talk about about uh, college, but um, I but but we got to go talk about NFL here soon. So, but before we do, um, we had a caller, James, a couple weeks ago. And and it was me and Mark on the show, and you know I kind of gave the caller an answer, but I want to know how you feel about this because um, this is kind of better suited for you to answer, and hopefully the call the caller is going to be listening. So he mentioned that seventy percent of the football players are black, but only fifteen percent of the coaches are black. Um, he wanted to know what can be done to change this disparity. Well, what, what do you think that they can do? You know what? When I get done talking about this, help me out, Mark, because I know. Um, you know a lot too, and you got an opinion. But I watch um, Mike and Mike because I play with Mike Golick, and I watch First Take because I think Stephen A. and um, Skip Bayless don't know what the hell they talk about because they never played the game. They're just talking commentary, but they got good ideas. But when you when you put somebody down, you have to play the game. That's what I feel. But when they make points, I love it when they make points because it's opinion. So, but I don't like when they put people down. That's something I don't like about them. But I heard on there the last couple of days, been on vacation, that this came up with Tom Coughlin 
resigning and all these coaches. And I totally agree. Coughlin ass should have been out a long time ago. Marv Levy should have, not Marv Levy, um, the coach for um, Cincinnati. What's his name, Chris? I'm sorry, who? He should have been out a long time ago. All these coaches should have been out, but then you're not giving these black coaches enough time. But, like, when you had Mike Singletary from San Francisco, he had that one, but they shipped him all quick. You know, and I like I said, I don't talk racist, I don't want that, but I just think it's just fair for certain kind of guys, this coach is not getting the, the time to try and coach. You know, I had one of the players that I think I know you talk about, because he played with me in Wyoming, Jackson Cleveland Browns. Why aren't these players going to try and be coaches? Everybody's right. trying to jump in the sports commentary. Be coaches. You, don't, you ain't got to be a player. Be a coach. I don't know, Mark. Am I wrong or right, Mark? Uh, I think you're right. I mean, there's definitely um, a genuine lack of black coaching. I don't know what the what the root of it is. Um, you know, I will say, I mean, you look at a guy like, you know, the 49ers guy, I mean, he... He was one and done, so it does happen to 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 the white dudes too. But um, but I think the part of the the whole coaching thing is it just seems like <clears throat> these old coaches just keep getting recycled over and over again. And you start with the with cool coaches, you know, say so you go ten years back, and the percentage of of, of white coaches is you know let's say seventy five percent. But it just seems like they all those seventy five percent just always end up getting jobs and they always stay and it's like these the ownership is just afraid to to take a chance on like an up and coming coach and I, I don't know that you know again the pool of coaches I, I think is um I think that's the, the, the main issue. There's just less, you know, black coaches that are out there to choose from. And it's just kind of the systematic thing that is uh, I mean, I thought there for a while it was getting getting better, but I don't know if it necessarily is. You know, it seems like, um, you know, rinse, repeat, whatever, you know, just bring these guys back and give them another shot. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, a guy like Singletary, that's a great example. I mean, I, his, uh, his tenure in, in San Francisco was very uh, um, inauspicious, but still, I mean, you would think that a guy like that would get another shot. I know he's in the coaching ranks, and I know he's trying to work his way back up there. But, but like you said, I mean, it just seems like those guys don't get the the the, the same um, the same type of opportunities uh, when they mess up. You know, it's just like, okay, yeah, we don't want any part of you. And uh, whereas these, it seems like these white coaches just like you know, the the owners are just really quick to to give them another shot. So I don't know. It's it's a it's it's a pretty deep question. I don't know that I've answered it all that great, but um, I think that there's there's a lot to it, and uh, it, it is disappointing that there is such a, a low amount of, of black coaching coaches uh, currently in the NFL and college ranks, really. Mm-hmm. So, you, Chris? Well, let me ask you this. You know, you you mentioned about Singletary. Do, do you think they set him up to fail? No, I don't think he's so much to fail. I think he set himself up to fail. Okay. Because you have to, uh, what I learned from jobs or anything is it's not your system or your your company. So you got to go with what they want to go with. 
You know, they want, he knew what he had to do to go and, and, and succeed at that job. You know, one has got to be win. And if you ain't winning, you got to follow the rules. So, you know, I think uh, he set himself up to fail. But I think mm. they didn't help him to, uh, this month, thing, to help him to see. I don't know. What do you think, Mark? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Singletary, you know, I, I, again, it was, that was kind of a wreck of a, a, a year he had there. I remember him calling out Vernon Davis and kind of, he, he kind of reminded me actually of the, the coach for, uh, Dan Campbell this year for, for Miami, kind of a similar situation where he was just kind of tried to go in and, and be just super hardcore and, and, and you know, I don't think his style really meshed with with the team team that they had. And um, you know, I've, I mean, I've heard him interviewed recently, and and he looks back on his his time there, and he 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 kind of regrets a lot of the the decisions he made and the way that he acted, and kind of the way not the way that he acted, but the way that he coached. You know, he um, as a rookie coach, he made some mistakes, and. Um, I, I think he's learned from him, and I think he, he deserves another chance. Um, I think that's the problem is just that, you know, I think maybe if, if he were, um, you know, the same kind of resume-type situation, he happened to be a white guy, you know, you might see him get another opportunity, and that's, I think that's, that's the problem. Yeah. Well, you said a good point, though, um, Mark, that uh, he didn't connect. And, uh, that thing with Vernon Davis was big. You're right. When he sent him off the field, going in the locker room, that was big. Because Vernon Day was a big-time player. And I keep telling everybody, everybody don't listen to me. Players can get rid of a coach in the NFL because they make more money than that coach. And that team, you know, so you had a good point there. And I think that was a turning point for San Fran with him. You know, hey, we need this player. And at that time, um, Davis was playing good. Now we ain't talking about where he went to Broncos now, but you know that player got that player probably had something to do with getting rid of him. But like you say, we could talk about this all day. You know, um, black, white, Chinese, green. It ain't gonna matter. But the key thing, what you said, they keep recycling the same old coaches over. You know, Tom Coughlin might get a job next week with Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? He coming back. You know, so there's no fixing to it. Right. Right. Well, since since we're talking about changing and stuff, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. So recently they just hired um, this outsider, this guy who who formerly was with the Mets. His name is Paul, uh, I I know I'm going to say this wrong, but uh, D. Podesta, I believe his name is. Uh, They hired him as their chief strategy officer, sorry, chief strategy officer. Um, which is a very unconventional move for any NFL team. Um, and basically part of his job is helping determine the Browns' personnel, and he'll also take part in the coaching search. Um, so do you think this newfound thinking by the Browns is a smart move, or should they have gone with the old conventional way? Hey, Mark, Mark, can I just say one thing? I'll let you talk because I'm tired of this. I'm tired of, I mean, I don't check Chris' questions. But if I knew this one would come out, I sure would have told her I don't want to hear it. I'm tired of the Browns and Johnny Manziel. I'm just tired I'm of that organization. It's just so stupid. You know, you deal with a player where he keep doing, and they keep changing. I'm tired of the Browns. I'm tired of Johnny Manziel. 
I'm like all the other sports fan people. I'm tired of talking about the Browns and Johnny. I am. Go ahead, Mark. I'm let you talk about it. <laughs> hey, I, wow. I think uh, at this point, uh, I would try anything if I'm the Cleveland Browns front office, and, and I, I, I don't, I don't hate them bringing in the Podesta. I mean, he obviously had uh, unbelievable success with the Mets. I think a lot of these guys, uh, you know, the whole analytics and all that stuff, I think it kind of translates to, from sport to sport. Uh, so I think it is kind of unconventional. I think it's kind of cool. And, uh, you know, the Browns at this point, I mean, I saw a stat uh, a couple of days ago that, uh, you know, in their, their division, the, the AFC North, they have, um, in the last eight years, they've had five head coaches. And all the uh, you know the other teams in that division have had just one. Um, so obviously they're they need to kind of reinvent themselves and try. I mean it, it's it seems pretty de- like a desperation move. Um, but at this point, I mean, who is more deserving of a desperation move than, than that uh, god awful franchise? So um, I think it's uh, you know uh, if it works, they're you know it's going to be. Amazing for them, and then uh, you know well, they got to try something because uh, clearly what they're doing currently is not not working at all. Well, we got the music. I'm so glad we got the music on that Brown question. <laughs> I'm so tired of the Browns and Johnny. But we'll be right back, and uh, when we come back, we'll have Chris got some NFL questions. So this is James, Chris, and Mark. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Love, your host for Loving That Sports Talk, and co-host with me is Chris. You there, Chris? I am here today. And Mark. Mark, you there? I'm here, buddy. 
Chris, now you heard me throw that out there. My second Lakers and Denver. Mark knows about it, right, Chris? He knows about it. He better better have written it down in his calendar. Man, we don't need no babysitter because the kids come to the game, too. <laughs> that sounds awesome, man. Can't wait. Yeah. Yes, sir. We get there. I get to meet Larry Nash Jr. I never met him, Chris. I know he, I went down to a couple. Of, I think we went. Didn't we go, Chris? Yeah, we did. To that game? Yeah, he played. Yeah, so it's good yeah. to see Wyoming guys, you know. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, like go, go further than college. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. And we are working on some things to do something at, um, called Lomont, the pump house, doing the show down there. Uh, we'll be further details, but that'll be coming along this year. Yeah, yeah, that'll be it'll be good to do do a live show, you know, to actually get in front of an audience and and have the show there. Call so, from eight seven 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 six two seven eight two zero. Anyway, the next question I have for you guys: uh, we, we we now know now that the NFL season regular season has ended. You know, we know what teams are in and you know kind of what's going on. And I want to know uh, which wild card teams has the best chance to win the Super Bowl. So Green Bay. Kansas City, Pittsburgh, or Seattle? What do you guys think? Go ahead, Mark. Um, you know, I think uh, if I had to pick one of those teams, I'd probably say Seattle. Um, I think they, you know, I don't. I really don't like the way Green Bay has ended their their season. They they look pretty lost on, on offense, and they're just really not in sync. I mean, you, you're never out of it with uh, with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, but. God, they just they really like pretty bad the last couple of games, and they're coming in into the playoffs with uh, zero momentum. I mean, after you know they had a situation where they could have uh, uh, you know won the won the game against Minnesota and and uh, won the division, and you know they lost at home. Yes, yeah, so I don't like them at all. I mean, um, the AFC, the, the, you know, Kansas City. Um, I mean, nobody's really talking about them as a serious. Super Bowl contender, but I mean, golly, you know, ten games in a row, uh, they couldn't be any hotter coming into the playoffs, and, and they're going to be a handful mm-hmm. um, for Houston that first round. And um, you know, it's just tough that you know, as a wild card team, you got to win, you know, win three games to get to the Super Bowl and three road games uh, at that. Um, so you know, I don't know that they. So I, I'm not entirely sold on them as, as uh, being a viable. Super Bowl team, um, but I do. I really like. I like the way they play. I, I really like Alex Smith. I always have, uh, and their defense is is, is top notch. So uh, I like that. But then, and then you got Pittsburgh too, um, uh, who they're they're kind of they're puttering along a little bit too. Kind of like Green Bay, you know. Like uh, a couple weeks ago, they were kind of my my Super Bowl pick uh, to represent the AFC, and, and it just seems like the last couple of games again, they just a little bit sloppy on offense, and they're just, um, uh, I don't know that they're they're kind of clicking on all cylinders heading into the playoffs. Um, but And they got, uh, you know, they got a division foe to play, you know, at Cincinnati, that first game out of the box. Uh, that, uh, that's going to be a tough game. So um, Seattle, I think they have the, um, I don't know if they have an easier path, but, uh, you know, they're going to, they got Minnesota. That's I think they're you know again Minnesota and Green Bay. I think those are the two weakest teams in the in the NFC. So they got them first round, um, and uh, and then they're 
you know, then they're off to play against, they, then they would play against Carolina in that second game. And I kind of see that as, as, you know, the winner of that particular game, uh, you have to, would consider to be the favorite in the NFC. So, um, Seattle is my choice, uh, as the wild card team, uh, to, uh, to make it that far. Yeah. James. Well, I'll call it short. I don't think none of them, none of the wild card team going to make it. <laughs> Nobody going to beat Carolina. I don't think that was a question, James. What's that? I said, I don't, I don't think that was a question. I think it was which team do you think Do I think any of the wild card team going to make Super Bowl? None of them will. <laughs> he just reworded None it. None of them okay. will. <laughs> so, so, so you don't think Seattle's played this past weekend against Arizona? I mean, Arizona was a hot team, and they, they got their, their, their behinds handed to them by Seattle this past weekend. You don't think that hey, Mark, anything? Maybe I'm yep. talking in Chinese. Did I just say <laughs> none of them? <laughs> none, Chris. None going to make them. Because, okay, so I'll, you know, I'll mark you down as wild. none of them. Carolina's too hot, and they'll be either... New England or Denver and the AFC, I'm telling you. None of the well cards, trust me. Okay, well, we'll see what happens when it comes down to the wire. So, All right, so next question I have. Um, so I've been looking at the power rankings. So ESPN has the power rankings to win the Super Bowl. Number one, Arizona. Number two, Carolina. Number three, New England. Number four, Denver. The Vegas power rankings are one, Seattle, two, Kansas City, three, Carolina, for Pittsburgh. Uh, my, my question to you guys, why do you think there's such a big difference in each ranking? Uh, I don't know. I mean, ESPN, they're, they're just kind of, they do what they want to do. I, I don't really put a whole lot of credence in their, their, what they have to offer most of the time. But, I mean, I think actually I would agree with, with ESPN's rankings on that one uh, a little more than, than Vegas is. I mean, I, I, Seattle, I mean, I, I, I really do. Uh, I just I love that that team. I mean, they they're you know Super Bowl tested. They've been there twice, in the last three years, and they um, you know they've 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 won the big prize. And I mean, Russell Wilson's been playing out of out of his gourd, you know, for the second half of the season. I mean, they're hot. Their their defense, you know, they once again their defense, you know, gave up the least amount of points in the NFL. It's hard not to like them. I mean, they, they've had in their past Super Bowl runs, you know, they've, they've had the luxury of playing at home. Uh, this is a huge advantage for them. I mean, they're, you know, their, their crowd is so loud. It's the best crowd in the, in the league. Uh, so they're not going to have that, uh, that benefit, but, um, you know, I, I, they've played well on the road this year. And, uh, you know, so I, I do like, I like their chances. Arizona, I don't know. Um, you know, it's hard to, yeah, I kind of. I mean, after that, their their last performance against Seattle, I mean, they just got absolutely, uh, you know, just taken to the woodshed, like you were saying, Chris. Um, so it's hard to hard to have them as the number two power ranked team. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't know how you know how how much they were into that game. They didn't have a whole lot riding on it. Um, you know, they really didn't have. I mean. Carolina was going to have to lose to, to Tampa Bay in order for them to get the number one overall seed. Um, and, and this year, um, you know, it's kind of interesting because uh, they knew that Seattle was going to be the number six seed. So, you know, if they would have won, Carolina loses, they become the one seed. Uh, then they got to play 
Seattle first round. So I, I don't know that uh, that they were overly motivated. So I don't know if you can just read a lot into that that last uh, that last game. I mean, Arizona's they're they're, they're a great team, um, and I think they're being overlooked too. Um, so, um, anyways, not sure. I kind of got off on the tangent there. I'm not sure where we're starting from. Chris, I'm gonna piss Mark off with this one, but go ahead. I don't care. Uh, it's the same way they be ranking Notre Dame up there. You know what I'm saying, Chris? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to piss Mark off with saying that because I know you're like, ah, I'm not Notre Dame, but the same way they keep ranking Notre Dame all these, you know? So that's the way I feel. You got to laugh at that one, Mark, right? I do. I, one of these days <laughs> we're going to dig into the uh, the psychology of your uh, hatred for Notre Dame. But I'll, I'll <laughs> Where show. it started um, from. <laughs> but uh, yeah, these power rankings. I mean, you know, there's just you know six teams in each division. I mean, they're um, it's anyone's game at this point. I think it's pretty wide open, really, this year, particularly in the AFC. I mean, I, I mean, all those teams you could argue. I mean, I, I'm not really sold on Cincinnati yet until I see uh, how AJ McCarron responds in his first playoff game. But all those teams are are solid. Uh, but not spectacular. You know, they all have uh, their flaws, and, um, you know, I don't think that there's a, there's just one that stands out. I mean, Bronco, the Broncos are the number one seed, but they're, I mean, they're kind of schizophrenic. You never know what what, uh, what team is going to show up, which half, and, and uh, uh, you know, who's going to be playing quarterback. I mean, they got, there's just a lot of questions out there. Um, so I think it's pretty wide open, and that's why I'm thinking that, uh, you know, I know, James, you're, you're totally um, not feeling it, but I do think that this is a year where uh, a wildcard team could possibly pull it out in the AFC particularly. Carolina, New England, or Denver. That's it. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, got that music. We got to end the show. But next week, we will see if um, you know be the first side of the playoff week. Um, this week, and then we'll see what's going on with the college. But thanks again, Mark and Chris, for being on. It's been great, as always. Oh, thanks, James. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry. James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.